Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, it's another edition of Movie Maniacs. I hope you're listening to the podcast. Uh, of course, make sure you subscribe and download all our past podcasts. Matter of fact, going to be a shorter version of the podcast today. Uh, on the back half of the show, if you're listening on the radio, we're going to play one of our greatest shows, and that's the best of Gene Hackman. He turned 91 this weekend, so we thought we'd honor him and do uh, his 10 best films, according to Chuck and I. And I think this ep- we did that episode. It was one of our first ones, Chuck. He hasn't come out with a movie, so but we're in pretty good shape. Those movies I think so. No. Um, so uh, he's 91. So in all, if you're listening on Whoa, Whoa, 1190, uh, the second half of the show will be uh, the best of Gene Hackman. But uh, we got a lot to do on the podcast as well. Some movie news. I got a chance to see a brand new movie that hit theaters and um, HBO Max called The Little Things with Denzel Washington. And uh, we've got a couple of passings in the in the world of cinema as well. And, um, and we'll fast five we'll get to as well. Let's bring him in right now. Chuck, how you doing? My friend, Gene Hackman, 91, huh? Yeah. It brings back a, a lot of memories. I, I would say he's my, my, my favorite actor of all time. Obviously he starred in my favorite film, which is a Poseidon adventure back in 1972, but Hoosiers in 86, you know, when people could listen to our podcast and talk about his career, it's a great one. It's a good he one. He has one of those magnetic, commanding presence and voice and um uh, i always know, felt I'm a, I'm a like he man. i was it was weird you know he hasn't done anything since welcome to what moose town yes. whatever the hell, yeah Mo- so, mooseport, mooseport and, yeah. yeah and i always felt like he had one more in him and he just never oh, absolutely you know how i want to just tell a quick story because we always reference beyond the Poseidon adventure but having said that I, in all seriousness when he did the Poseidon adventure in 72 now his character's killed off at the end of the film, off the, hangs off Reverend Scott, hangs off, sacrifices himself. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. People. Yeah. Now, when Erwin Allen was contemplating doing a sequel to the Poseidon Adventure in the early stages, I'm not talking about when they shot in 78 and released beyond the Poseidon Adventure in 79. This is the way producers used to think, especially with the insane minds of an Erwin Allen. Yeah. He had a concept which was later done for the movie Daylight with Sylvester Stallone to take the surviving group, have them testify in, I believe, uh, France. They get on a train, the tunnel collapses, and like Daylight, they have to get out of the tunnel. That would have been Ernest Borgnine. And let's see, is it Ernest Borgnine, which is Rogo, uh, Manny, Jack Obison, Martin, uh, Red Buttons, and, and the two kids, yeah. Pamela Sue Martin as Susan and, and uh, Eric Shea as uh, Robin, right? Yeah. To add to the mix, they wanted to rehire Gene Hackman <laughs> to play Reverend Scott's brother. What? I mean, yes. <laughs> no, no. Here's the deal. You uh, know, on, on, I mean, you, I don't think that flies in 2020. I don't think they have the goal to go there. But in the 70s or early 80s, they did. Well, they did it with Jack Palance, right? In the 90s with the uh, yeah, slickers. They, they, they did, did it. That. It's a horrible plot device. Stuff. It is. It's terrible. It just, it's a horrible plot device. And if they would have went that route. Oh, boy. I in mean, in fact, um, the TV series uh, uh, with uh, 
Christina Applegate, the dead to me, I think it's called on Netflix. Yeah. James, James Marsden gets killed in the first season and he comes back in the second season as the twin brothers. So they are still doing yeah, they, it. They do. I mean, it, that is, you know, it, it, I, it, I guess in, I guess in, I guess in Dallas, when Patrick Duffy got in the shower as Bobby and even the season before that, that's the, that is the, uh, the farthest in terms of, okay, we, we got to reboot this because, uh, less people are watching and creatively we got problems. So what, uh, at what point at all during on the set did Irwin Allen think that Gene Hackman would ever want to come back for a second film? He didn't even want to be on the set for the first film. What made him think he'd be able to rehire him to be on the second well, film? Well, I don't know. You know, if you look at a lot of the behind the scenes, stuff, he seemed pleasantly happy on the set of the Poseidon Adventure. The problem is when the movie was made and released after you know, a few years later, he, he just for some reason got in his head. He had a problem with the fact that. Ronald Neem, the director, did a fantastic job on that movie. Made his made him wear his hair in a comb over. Yeah. So he stopped. He didn't. He didn't reference the film on talk shows. Like he went on Carson. He'll talk about Superman. Never reference the Poseidon Adventure. And that is theoretically the Gene Hackman's only starring role in a action movie and a great one, an iconic one. I'm glad he did it. Thank well, you. Well, if you are listening on Well, Well, you'll get to hear that. Uh, it's a really good episode. Uh, we're going to play that for him in honor of his 91st birthday. We'll get to some Fast Five with other birthdays as well. Uh, Chuck, I did get a chance to see The Little Things starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Malek and uh, Jared Leto, which debuted in theaters and on HBO Max. Matter of fact, I found out my ex-wife went to see it in theaters last night while I was oh, watching okay. it at home. That's, so That's really uh, interesting. Pe- people went to the theaters. So uh, I will tell you this. It's... There's nothing special about this movie. It's very brooding. It's definitely a serial killer, uh, a la seven type of movie. But the really? problem is the performances are are so uh, withholding that they're holding their cards so close to their vest as far as the twists and turns. For an hour and 45 minutes, the, you don't understand anything that's going on and why these actors are acting this way until some of the reveals come out and you're like, all right, well now all of it makes sense, but it takes so long to get there. They're good. Is it told in, uh, in, in, it's um, it's linear. Yeah. It's told in linear storytelling. So it's not a flashback. No. And, and I was a little, and actually the weird thing is, is if you blink, you, you, you don't even fail to realize that it takes place in 1990 as well. So, um, but you wouldn't know it outside of a bonfire of the vanities, uh, billboard that's in the background of a couple of scenes. Look, everybody, all the, well, they don't use cell phones. I take it. They don't use cell phones. No, right? they did. They have the, a couple of, uh, flip phones, old okay. time phones. So, right. um, but look, Rami Malik's a bit miscast here. Um, Denzel Washington's Denzel Washington is great. Really the standout performance is by Jared Leto, who I'm not necessarily really? a fan of ordinarily, but he's really good in this. But again, the director, uh, John, John Lee Hancock, Han- who did the blind side, right? He did the blind side, he did the rookie, the rookie as yeah. well. Um, he's good. I mean, but, he tells us very poorly story here. Let me and- ask you another question. I'm going to ask again, like I did Wonder Woman 1984. This sounds better, but I can't we just had it. it we, if this played just theatrically, would, what would you think? I can't see it playing that well in the movie theaters. Wow. Either. Again, it's, it's very uh, procedural, very. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing here you haven't seen. If you just turn on one of those documentary series on Netflix of, you know, finding a serial killer here outside of some decent performances and the and the plot twists at the end, by the time you get there, like was really they're holding back this information for this long. And you're like, 
can we please get to where we're going? Um, so it's very plotting and it's very slow. Um, although the performance do try to get you through it all. Um, but it really isn't anything special. You know, it's nothing that, 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 that it would set it apart from other, you know, serial killer type movies uh, like a seven, you know, like seven and sounds the lambs. There's something about those movies that stand out. This one, nothing spectacular stands out. Um, but if you do like the actors, you'll probably get through it and enjoy it. And, you know, Denzel's a pro. Um, and and he's always going to. But I really, you know, Jared Leto, I was really impressed once again with. Uh, uh, and it's pretty ambiguous ending as well, too. So as much as they hold all their cards to the vest, it still gives you a lot to think about towards the end. Overall, it's about a two and a half star movie. I don't know if I saw it in the theaters. Again, your anticipation level goes up when you go to the movie theater, when you're just sitting at home. Ah, I'll turn this on for a couple hours. Okay. It's a lot different, um, you know, but again, if you have HBO Max, it's brand new. It'll be up for 30 days um, and, you know, you don't have to go to the theater and risk getting COVID, I suppose. So uh, it, it is a, a new way to to watch movies, Chuck, and I'm taking advantage of it, to say the least. OK, um, now speaking of HBO Max, let's bounce into Universal release. Pretty big it. news. Pretty big. They, news. They, they released a coming attraction trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, Congress, um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Did we talk about this? Uh, we did a little bit, I believe, right? Or no, wait, maybe we didn't. I can't remember. I don't think we did on the air. I don't think okay, we did. Okay, what do you think of the trailer? Um, it, it looks, I mean, it looks like, look, let's preface this by it saying. It got a lot of good buzz, though, that a lot, trailer. Let's, let's just say this. Excitement. Every one of their trailers have been great for all the movies have been really good. Uh, the, yeah. every, the King Kong Godzilla's and you're always like, all right, so this one looks like it's going to be good. And, and uh, that's certainly a movie you'd, 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 you'd sort of think about going to a movie theater to see. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, uh, they push they push that movie release back, by the way. It's March 31st now. I think yeah. last time we talked, it was gonna be March 26th. I think it looks good. Um, you know, it's got all the cast members back. It's got a couple of new ones as well. Um, very appealing uh, actors and actresses. The trailer gonna, clearly makes Kong the hero. Kong looks like the good guy. They've got another young actress uh, in 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 a role along with Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, yeah. One's friends with Kong. One's friends with Godzilla. Maybe maybe they fight in this too. Uh -huh. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it looks very appealing. But again, all of them have looked highly produced and highly appealing. And then when you get to the theaters, you're like, all right, it's okay. You're nothing great. And uh, so I worry that this is going to be another one of those. Yeah, okay. I, I think uh, I think the two Godzillas and even Congress Scott, Skull Island had serious storytelling problems. Yeah. But again, they had really good trailers attached to all those movies. So, yeah. again, your anticipation going in. So I don't want to get my hopes up. But I have a listen, Kong versus Godzilla. If 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 it was a normal landscape, no covid. Yeah, I'd be have a big opening weekend. Yeah, it would be huge. Uh, it would be yeah, huge. I wish would. they would have toned back some of the fight scenes in the trailer, too, just to, you know, leave a little mystery there. But, uh, it, you know, it's definitely a it's definitely a monster movie. Uh, the yeah. trailer makes it look that way. There's now, no another thing on HBO Max, they announced yesterday that uh, exclusively on HBO Max, not in theaters because it's four hours long. Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Mar what is it? March Eighteenth, something 18th? like that. Yeah, I think it's the eighteenth, something like okay. that. Yeah, middle of March. Um, Sooner yeah. than I thought. What? What? Yeah. What, what are you excited or what? What's the story? Well, I'm I'm glad it's a movie, and because I am were... too. I, I don't want to see it as one hour. Right. I don't want to see it like that. And and then so it's not going to be a a, a mini series per Stumb se. to do that. It's he filmed it as a movie. It's a movie. 
Yeah, it's a movie. It's the Irishman, basically. I guess I suppose you could. And by the way, if you're going to see the Irishman home, of superhero movies, yeah, maybe. Hey, really? if you're going to watch it at home, just stop it after an hour. Is Joe Pesci in this thing? No, he's not. Uh, right. You could always stop the movie anytime you want. If I got to tell you, I am amazed. I am absolutely amazed that Josh Wedlin went in there and filmed his complete own cut, and Snyder has his a complete cut. All his footage, it seems hard to believe. It does seem, especially four hours worth. How much money did Warner Brothers sink into this thing? Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm talking about the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, it has to be, it has to be 500 million. And, and uh, yeah, and it's an underwhelming film. It's not like it's a great film. It's good. It's not well, great. you know, uh, Whedon's cut, it's it's watchable, but yeah, compare it to uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. And uh, you know, it doesn't. It, it, it does no. It just it doesn't feel nearly as epic or, or the stakes are not. It just you know. I, I am I am very curious about this though. Uh yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, it definitely have a total complete feel. What are the have we heard anything from any of the actors uh, talking about it at all? I mean, I mean, uh, they uh, Affleck, you know, and some of the others clearly seem to be behind Zack Snyder and enjoyed working for him and think. His vision's really good, so that's a good thing. Well, other movie news, Chuck. Uh, boy, here we let's, go. Let's let's. I got something. Let's bounce into the Disney Plus the, the trailer, sort of the teaser. It's about a minute long to the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> ten ten part TV series on Disney Plus. Uh, Lauren Graham, and they bring back Emilio Estevez when he comes back in the trailer. I got to tell you, I was it hooked me. I I was really intrigued the way they cut that trailer. Okay. I, I you no. really want to talk about this? I mean, yeah. this is, um, I mean, uh, it's going to be a fine TV series. Uh, if it was Joshua Jackson, I would have been more impressed. Okay. Or if it, I mean, I don't know. It, it's fine. You, you know, uh, what do Neil you want to looks pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, where the heck's he been? Yeah. I don't know. Directing, you know, not uh, really. I mean, I, we talked about this before. I'd love to know exactly what he's done over the last 20 years to sustain himself. I, I just think it's interesting. It, it wasn't too long ago. He did direct. Uh, I know movie. he directed a few movies. It's not like they made money, though. No. Bobby. Say. I mean, you know, they're in, a little bit interesting, but not money makers, Mike. Maybe he invested wisely after Young maybe, Guns. Too, maybe he maybe he, he bought uh, the Dow at 6,000 and sold it at 30. No, maybe he went to GameStop. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, I got him on speed dial. If you want, I'll, I'll buzz him. But. Next uh, week's show. Do I'm it. surprised you brought that up because that's a TV streaming series. I understand, that, but I, you know, this is the, this is this is the this is the adrenaline I'm being fed on a daily basis. HBO Max, Disney yeah, Plus. Well, listen, what's new on Netflix? Holy. I was going to bring up the <laughs> fact that it, another, <laughs> another movie got pushed out of April to fall now, and that's uh, Quiet Place Part Two is going to come out September 17th, yeah. or so they say. Instead yeah. of uh, late April, like uh, what well, was going to come out this April, last April, then this April. Now uh, we're going to talk about September 17th. So um, we'll have to wait a little longer for that. So as I look at the calendar now, Chuck, there's nothing in April at all. Um, you got Godzilla and Kong in theaters and HBO Max. Uh, the next big one you might want, if you want to look at a movie that, all right, this is going to be a, is maybe Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, which was supposed to be a pretty decently sized summer movie last year. Um, or uh, I think about even a, a, a early uh, a spring movie last year about he's stuck in a video game and he doesn't know it. So that's a May 21st release date. Black Widow right now has a May 7th release date. Those are your benchmarks now as to we'll be back to normal in May. Do you believe that? I don't know. 
Um, they're counting on maybe Memorial Day weekend, Fast and the Furious. I don't Cruella. see it. I don't know. I don't see it as well. I don't well, know. You know, I, I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to talk science for a second. Right now in this country, since Joe Biden's been elected, 1.2 million people a day have been are being vaccinated. They're close to signing a contract with the U.S. military to vaccinate another 450,000 people. So that puts us to almost 1.8, 1.8 million a day. I have a feeling you could ramp that up to 2 million people a day. Uh, I, I think by late summer, I think, you know, things are going to be pretty good. But the question is the psychology. Can right. you spin the psycho? Can you actually spin the psychology and getting people to sit at least one seat apart in yeah. theaters? Can you yeah. get can you get them back to concert halls? I mean, I, I said last week, I, I think the barometer is Broadway, the true barometer. When Broadway comes back full blown, I'm talking about sellout Broadway shows, then, then things are normal. Yeah. Well, we yeah, haven't absolutely. been totally normal, though, because COVID's always going to be here. Well, yeah, or well, some point. It's not, of it. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be like the flu, you know? Yep. What's happening to the flu, by the way? Nobody gets that one. Yeah, well, you know, we're I'm all serious. wearing masks now and social distancing. I guess we don't get it anymore if you do that, Chuck. I mean, I so don't know. So COVID's like the flu on steroids. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. I know. I, another uh, interesting note, it looks like Cloverfield sequels in the I works. I saw that. Um, I like that idea. I like it a lot too. Uh, and it's guy from the guy who does the Batman TV spinoff. Uh, the showrunner of that show is going to be doing it now. I they already made t- ten Cloverfield Lane, and then the Cloverfield. I, I love it. I I know. Uh, well, let's throw out Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox is but, a real stiff of a movie. Well, yeah. Really I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's a misfire. I mean, it's it's a watchable misfire, but it has it's it's nobody's gonna watch that movie more than one time. So go back to Ten Cloverfield Lane. That movie's good. It's great. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I know uh, they tacked on, you know, the last 20 minutes to make it a lot more Cloverfieldish. That's not the original intent of that film, right, uh, intent right. of that film. But Mary Elizabeth Winstead, be, I, I think it'd be cool to bring her back. They're not well, going to. They're not no, gonna. probably not. It's a little too far gone, I believe. Uh, yeah, it, I agree. And, t- you know, because it did end on a pretty high note of, boy, if they took the story from this point forward. Yeah. Um, they'd be in really good shape. And I'm a fan of the original as well. I'm not a big found footage kind of guy. No, but me neither, I but I do like it. That's a good, that's well done. It's a very well done movie. Um, Bob, that's one of those movies, Cloverfield, eventually you'll, you know, you'll, you'll pop it in and have your daughter watch it and yeah. she'll have a good time with it. Well, to me, it's the Godzilla movie. That's a really good Godzilla movie. I mean, the, 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 that one money shot, which is so cool. The sta- the head of the Statue of Liberty comes flying yeah. down the street, yeah. rolling down us. That's a, it, that's a really damn good sequence. And the one sequence where the one building is leading on the other building. Yeah, you have to get, that's done really well. Yeah, I, I just the found footage thing. I don't want don't do it like that. I don't want to see that. Baz Lorman's uh, Elvis biopic is getting uh, moved to Chuck to mid 2022. Supposed Gee. to come out at the end of this year. Uh, that stars Tom Hanks as Colonel Parker. So that's going to wait a little while. And talk about what AMC did. AMC, but theaters? Yeah. What about the stock? Yeah, I mean they raised nine hundred and seventeen million dollars, and they're now stable for at least a year, a little bit more. Uh, but you know the sad reality that that's like taking nine hundred and seventeen million dollars, throwing lighter fluid, and lighting a match to it. Right now, it's just going to slowly, it's just going to burn month to month to month. Yeah. So they keep their doors open. I don't know. There's a sad reality to that. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's it, it's a stimulus, right? You got to hope that this helps them maintain some sort of uh, level that they can stay at. And then when the boom comes, which we hope comes, they rebound. I don't know. Um, with uh, one more note that I have as far as movie news, Chuck, then we'll talk about the two lovely ladies who passed away. Um, her George Clooney is going to actually help out Legendary 
for the Buck Rogers revival. He's going like to produce that. that. That's a great person. He might star. I hope he stars. I hope he does. I hope he does. Um, uh, boy, I was a huge fan of that TV series. Now, Chuck, let's explain to people what happened. People might not remember. You know, oh, it's the NBC TV series. I saw the pilot in the movie theaters, Chuck. Well, if okay. you remember back in 1979, NBC right. released it in theaters. Uh-huh. Um, and then the movie that this never. I mean, this that's you, nobody talks about this enough. How they debuted a TV series on the big screen. That's good. I like it. Listen, here's another thing about Clooney. How about Universal paying him some real money to do a remake of uh, Earthquake and he plays the Stuart Graff role in a different variation? Here's the problem with Clooney that I have. Perfect Storm. He's really super good in that movie. I love him in ER. I still think the best work he's ever done has been on ER. I just wanted him. I want him to do more mainstream movies, like mass movies. He's so... Well, the last time he did, it tanked and it wasn't very good. And that was Tomorrowland, which it just yeah. didn't, didn't have a good feel to it. it. It was I don't know. The last act's not good. That's the, the la- problem. I mean, it, it becomes a liberal um, propaganda movie at the end of the movie, too. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like him in everything he's in pretty much. But you're right. Really? He, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm like you, though. I do wish he would do more mainstream stuff. I mean, Oceans, the Oceans movies. Pretty yeah, mainstream. they are. I'm, I'm not a fan of that genre, though. Uh, the, the the you mean good movies genre yeah. all sarcastic yeah. you're not a fan of that huh not that one okay no. all right um chuck let's talk about a pa- passing of a couple of ladies here um of note and of course um the first one cloris leachman 94 years old and she was working up until the day she died too I know that now, unbelievable she's actually one of the voices in the crudes too and she um, just signed on to do a uh, part of another tv show so um, a great actress, a, a rare feat. She's an EGOT, too. She's got an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Um, and, of course, started, well, I, mean, I remember first seeing her, Mary Tyler Moore, as Phyllis. She had her own spin off of that. And then, of course, all the Mel Brooks movies where, you know, Young Frankenstein and uh, High Anxiety, she's fantastic. And a little known fact is that she took over Facts of Life after Charlotte Ray left. Um, she, remember, she was... The, the 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 headmaster mom for the four girls towards the end of yeah. Facts of Life. Um, What's the matter? They, they, didn't ba- they didn't back up the money truck for Sh- Charlotte Ray. I guess not. Uh, I, <laughs> if you can get Cloris Leachman, maybe you push Charlotte Ray out. I don't know. Maybe. And of course, she did win the Oscar for the last picture show. Which, yeah, no. Uh, listen, here's the thing: she could do. I mean, I, I just watch on YouTube. You know, the scene from Young Young Frankenstein. She that's <laughs> so funny. It's just so funny. Uh, I have a really, boyfriend. He was yeah, my. She, he was my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, she could do comedy. She could play it completely straight. That, let, let's not forget the uh, cornfield episode in Twilight Zone, the original yeah. Twilight Zone, where Billy Mummy plays her son, wishes that people into the that's cornfield right. played his mother. Uh, that is an iconic. You know, all the Twilight Zone episodes. That's in the top ten, and that's saying a lot. And that's that's a great uh, great episode of it. And, uh, yep. I remember a little known movie called Scavenger Hunt when I was growing up. I saw her. She's in that movie as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she could do it all. Um, do, Nurse Diesel, though, for me in uh, High Anxiety is just classic. Her opposite Harvey Corman. And then, you know, Cicely Tyson passed away. Yeah. She was 96. Yeah. And um, I, I think just filmed a, uh, an interview with uh, um, Kelly and um, Ryan. I think oh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. 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 Well, she was on How to Get Away with Murder up until yeah, pretty much her death. Yeah, so yeah. Um, to me, she's Kunta Kente's mother 
more, more than and listen, anything else. I said this up. before. If you know, you could argue, and I would argue, that maybe the greatest piece of television that ever was produced was Roots in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. mean, unreal how good that is. Uh, Chuck, she did star in one disaster movie. Do you know which one it was? It's not a very good one. Star or one of the stars? One, well, I mean. Wait, City on Fire? Nope. No, okay. Tell me. Airport uh, 79, the Concord. Oh, she's in that, huh? <laughs> Along that with ain't a good Jimmy one. Walker. That ain't a good one. I, I, I love the scene in a movie where uh, the seat goes through the floor and he's in the. Uh, Eddie Albert. Yeah, and he's hanging out like, come on. I love the scene when uh, uh, when uh, George Kennedy is hanging out the window of the plane it's and absurd. he's shooting at a missile. It's absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely. And now he's a pilot. Uh, yeah, of course he is. Joe yeah. Patroni's a pilot. He's a, now, now he's a pilot. Hey, when he went to pilot school. You, in between yeah, when movies. you get older, you become a pilot instead exactly. of you know, retire. It's like, hey, you know, we got we got to get we got to get George Kennedy back as Patroni because he's in, in he's in every airport movie yeah. and we need a pilot. We need a Why pilot. do we need to pay somebody else uh, to, to, to kill two birds with one stone? Exactly. That's what they uh, did. All right, Chuck, before we get going here, do you, do you have any other movie news that you wanted to hit on? And we'll do fast five real fast and head on out. Uh, no, I'm good. All right, Chuck, uh, let's do fast five. You ready? All right, to go? Let's go. I'm ready. We'll start with an easy one. Uh, Christian Bale. Well, you know, it's, I told you, I, I play Batman Begins all the time in my smoothie shop. I, I, you know, here's the thing. I said something to you yesterday because we were watching it, you know, again and again. Um, that movie, like a, like a fine wine, gets better and better and better. And it is really good. And his, the way he portrays Bruce Wayne and Batman, I don't think he could do it better. I, yeah. I think he's excellent in that role. I know a lot of people had a problem with his voice, but I, you know, as Batman, but I, I, oh, I love it. It's really good. I, I, yeah, That's the I, voice I use when I drive home. Um, and people, if you want, it's pretty topical. Now watch the big short. He's really good in that. He's as really well. good. He's always he's, good. He's a real an American psycho American. Psych, yeah. And, uh, and uh, what do you call three ten to Yuma is a really good Western. If you want to uh, check it out. And uh, yeah, he's, and, and of course as him as Dick Cheney was, I mean, it's hard to believe he's Dick Cheney. Uh, just a great one of our great uh, actors right now. And I'd highly recommend Ford versus Ferrari, too. Which yeah, it's really good. You know, really and I, in, in retrospect, because we I mean, we talk about superhero stuff and Batman all the time. But in retrospect, I don't know if they're ever going to meet the height of what Nolan did in that trilogy of Batman. I don't know Probably if it could be not. done. Just the scope I mean, of may, maybe did. try to equal. I don't think you're going to prepare. You're not going to surpass it. You're not. Um, Charles S. Dutton, Chuck. Uh, oh, uh, Rudy. Rudy, he is uh, actually 70 years old now. He hasn't um, worked. I have not seen him in so long. Last 70 he, years old. He's really yeah. not that old. No, last thing he did was Carter High with uh, uh, Samuel that's Jackson. A, that's a long right? time ago. That's uh, six years ago. I wonder what happened. Rudy, you saying is is uh, is the one? Yeah, I guess yes. Rudy Rudy makes a lot of sense. Of course, he was love, rock on I, TV. I, yeah, he was rock. Um, he's yeah. an interesting person because he, he, he had a lot of a lot of issues in his, in his personal life. I believe he served jail time, got out of jail and became an actor. Uh, I think he's really good. I think he's fantastic. All right. Heather Graham, Chuck, which makes us all feel old. She's 51 years old. Well, you know, roller girl and boogie nights. That's the easy one, right? Yeah, That's I guess it is. One. I mean, she was funny in the, in the spy who shagged me as well. I yes. That was good casting for her. And of course she's, too. Very funny in the uh, the original. And she's in hangover. the stand. She's on the CBS miniseries The Stand. CBS All Access. I haven't watched it yet. Have you? Uh, has anybody? I don't know. 
I don't know if anybody's watched it yet, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, obviously. I'm waiting uh, for them to sell it to Netflix. No. Uh, here's another interesting career, Chuck. He started as a director and a young actor. Um, he started getting into mainstream movies and he's kind of gone away for a little bit. Um, and that's Ed Burns, who uh, is yeah. still relatively young. I mean, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, 53 years old. He's not an old man. I mean, he did some great stuff with the Brothers of McMullen and She's the One when he was directing and writing his own movies. Yeah. Um, some of his mainstream stuff tanked like A Sound of Thunder was not a good movie. He's had a lot of chances. I hated that movie with Robert De Niro. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's the one I just popped in my head. That's a weird way to... That, that that's a that's weird a bad movie, movie. That one. Yeah, that yeah. movie. That no, that movie really upset me. Yeah, um, it's very upsetting. Uh, but yeah, I guess that be- between his two original brothers, McMullen and she's the one saving private Ryan is really the most mainstreamable movie that he's been seen in um, that people would recognize him uh, as the star. But again, he hasn't. Well, what's some of the last things he's done? Well, he was in the new Alex Cross movie with uh, with um, with what's his name rebooted it. Um, Tyler Perry. But had Mike Matthew Fox as the bad guy. Well, yeah, it's plays, a weird movie. He's, yeah, he's as a partner. Um, he's in a new TV series called Bridge and Tunnel, which is on Epics right now. But outside of that, he's got a scene. He's got uh, nothing. I'm looking at his IMDb. Nothing as far as mainstream movies. And I like him. I think he's very appealing on screen. Um, who knows? He's still like I said. He's only 53. It's not like he couldn't have a second half of a career here. No. Like this. Like the next man I'm going to bring up did. And that's Tom Selleck, who's had about five careers. Um, and believe it or not, and talk about making us feel old. He's 76 years old. I know he is. You know, what's interesting here is that he's had two obviously long running television shows. One with the first Magnum P.I., which really made him a, made him a star mm-hmm. in the business. He, he dwell, dwelled, you know, dabbled in feature films. I, you know, Quigley Down Under is a pretty good movie. He did uh, My Alibi with uh, uh, Paulina Porskova, yeah. right? Like three he, men he, and a baby. Three men, he, and, three a baby. men and a baby. He's he's very he, he's the one the one uh, the one staple of, of who he is. He he's very likable. Yeah. Uh, on, on so he's very likable. He's soft, sort of. That's I wouldn't use the word soft spoken, but when he speaks, you hear every word. Um, Absolutely. He, he, he's an interesting, very interesting screen presence and now he's got blue bloods another show that's been on cbs for a long time it probably could air for another 10 years it's not going anywhere ratings are still very high very popular staple on friday night and as we talked about on the show many a time he was originally the choice to play indiana jones back in 81 couldn't get the the, the pi contract they went with harrison ford you can't revision his history because nobody knows exactly how it would have played out if he was indiana jones i'm sure he did a fine job though um, but let's, you know, let's stick to his movies. Yeah. You're going to pick one. I mean, I, I would say probably three men and a baby. Probably. Stands out. I would say this. He though, did that was, other movie with Kevin Klein, though. I like. Yeah. In and out. He's very yes, funny. In that. It's a good one. I got another one that is very underrated and it's very oh, good. No, no, I got another one. An innocent I, I, man. I, yes, An innocent yes, yes. Man. I'm glad you brought that up. That was one of my that was uh, probably VHS I, VHS before DVD. And I remember I, I would get that and watch that a lot and yeah. i really thought that i agree with you 100 percent. and what was surprising about that film mike is it was uh i don't i think it was rated r and it had a lot of edge to it a lot Gritty. of edge i remember very he gritty that for guy. Him. he had to shank that guy yeah uh and um it was very gritty and it's in it and it's a touchstone movie and it's far from a perfect film but 
if you're a Tom Selleck fan and you haven't seen it, see that movie. That that was a good one. Well, it's a, one of those genres of the wrong man in jail trying to get out. And, 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 it and it's really one works. of those other movies. When's the last time you have watched that thing on TV? Yeah. And F. Murray Abraham's really good at it too. Uh, mm -hmm. He is a guy that could had a hard time finding a, a good role after he won the Oscar. Can uh, I say I, one other thing? You could. This is half your show. You can say whatever okay. you want. Okay. You know, for all the content people think think that Netflix might have or HBO Max has, there's so many movies that they don't carry. This like even that. That's a good example. An Innocent Man with Tom Selleck. It was it mean the '90s probably right? '89. Okay. 80, yeah. Okay. '89. It's like there's certain movies that will never they'll never air. They never no. air. Yeah, they're gone. They're lost. They're forgotten. They're sitting collecting dust in somebody's vault. I don't know. Did you uh, did you enjoy Runaway? It has a lot of issues. It and has Michael a lot Crichton, of issues. Michael Crichton directed I, I that. Know. Gene Simmons is your villain in it. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's the premise is interesting. It's one of those. Okay, the concept's really cool. The execution, not so much. How about his baseball movie, Mister Baseball? It has merit. Uh, it, it it has flatness to it, though. Um, and it's I think you watchable. said I think you said quickly down under. You're a fan yeah, of did. that, right? It's that is pretty good. Well, Alan, Alan Rickman's really good. Yeah. That's, you know, there's a lot of juice there. Well, you know, the Alan Rickman trilogy is that one. Uh, Die Hard, of course. And then the uh, what's the other one? He's the bad guy. And oh, Robin Hood. Robin so, Hood, Prince yeah, of Thieves. You, yeah. So. All right. Well, that that's that's our abridged. Um, and by the way. You know, we bring up Magnum and it's iconic, but the Jesse Stone TV stuff he does is pretty yeah, good too. Yeah, I agree. He's done a lot of that. So uh, he's definitely one of the, an iconic American actor, no doubt about it. All right, Chuck, we got to wrap things up there. If you're listening in on Well Well 1190 107.5 FM, speaking of iconic actors, you're going to hear one of our past podcasts of the best Gene Hackman movies coming up next. Chuck, we'll do this all over again next week, my friend. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.